I don't even like the young. Holy glass, that's all that comes to mind with all of this news of the day. I want to know from your vantage point, because I found out at 8 a.m. Eastern time in the United States that this was coming down the line. What was your day like in Great Britain? It was chaotic. And you know what? It's a similar kind of wake up call uh, when my colleague Nate Saunders forwarded me a story from Italy saying that Lewis Hamilton um, was uh, a target for Ferrari going into 2025, 2026, and that an announcement could actually happen fairly soon. So we thought, right, okay, we've seen this before. You know, mm -hmm. we, we've been in this a long time. There's been a lot of Lewis Hamilton Ferrari rumors down, down the years. How seriously do we take this one? And and we looked into it and, you know, it did start to become clear quite quickly that there was something to this story. There was enough people saying that, oh, actually, you know, yeah, maybe. And then eventually we got um, some confirmation, not the official confirmation, which was literally only just dropped before we turned mm -hmm. on this Zoom call to chat, but uh, so some confirmation elsewhere from sources. And then we could, you know, put together um, a story and, and start to understand it a bit. And also start to get our own heads around it. Um, you know, I've, I've written a longer piece on, you know, what mm -hmm. it means for F1, what it means for Mercedes, how great it is for Ferrari. And, um, you know, there's, I think, a huge amount which is going to come out of this story, um, all of which is going to be fascinating to to watch unfold. But is also, I think, you know, I mean, I don't want to kind of twist the knife for Mercedes fans too much, but I think actually really exciting news for F1, having the biggest name driver switch teams we didn't see this coming i mean no as, as you mentioned at the start of the podcast holy <laughs> yes you know we did not see this coming um so yeah for, for that to happen uh all in one day is something quite remarkable and yeah my phone is still buzzing so if you every now and again hear a, a buzz go off that's it but i think we have the main bits of news are in lewis hamilton will be a ferrari driver from 2025 onwards so Mercedes just released their statement with a couple of quotes, one from Lewis Hamilton, one from Toto Wolff, of course, but basically comes down to Lewis has activated a release option in the contract announced last August, which I find interesting because we didn't know the whole details of that said contract, but now we know that he had a release option and he's going to take it, which leads me to assume, and that's a dangerous game, so I'm curious your thoughts. If he wants out of Mercedes and obviously wants to drive for Ferrari, does that lend itself to lack of confidence in the W15 or the progress Mercedes is making or not in this case? I think um, it's understandable to come to that conclusion. Uh, mm -hmm. The quote we have from Lewis is a pretty stock press release quote where understandably it's come from Mercedes. He's thanking Mercedes for his time there and he wants to go out on a high you know that's kind of what we'd expect he also said it was one of the most difficult decisions he's ever had to make sure. which, which i do not doubt whatsoever mm -hmm. um I, I imagine that is is absolutely how he feels about this but yeah that decision you know what made it what what was it that that ticked over and, and made him change his mind we know that he hasn't won a race for two years with mercedes mm -hmm. under these regulations but we also know that mercedes were addressing that they were making changes they've been yeah. pursuing new development avenues all through last year taking that into the winter there was you know that all teams at this stage um are cautious about making any big statements but for lewis to yeah to 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 make this decision before his car has even been bolted together you know it's not finished yet it's it exists in the virtual world he would have driven it in the simulator 
and had an understanding, he would have seen the development path the team has taken. And maybe, maybe that's what's put him off. But I do wonder why he had to make this decision before the start of the season. We wonder whether there's pressure, you know, from Ferrari to make sure that the deal was done. I understand everyone wanting to get it done. But if I was in Lewis's position, I would have at least been tempted to start the year, see where the cars stack up, see what kind of job, you know, Mercedes have really done uh, before committing to it. So these are all questions I unfortunately do not have an answer for uh, because we haven't had a chance to uh, speak to Lewis and and ask him about it and and the details of of exactly his thinking process are still relatively uh, relatively hidden. I haven't seen a huge amount of reporting anywhere that can really dive into what into what Lewis was thinking about this one. But that's what also makes this sport so compelling and so unique because you're going to have a driver in a seat driving for a team this season. Mercedes, who's been very good to him, they've had a great partnership. Obviously, they've won many many times together. And yet, you know, his future is not with that team anymore. And then he's jumping ship to for like that dynamic awkward. is so awkward and no yeah. other sport gives it to you like that. So I just I find it so unbelievably fascinating. It's going to be a storyline throughout the entirety of the season, which is media members. We, of course, appreciate Toto Wolf said, you know, Lewis will always be an important part of Mercedes motorsport history. We know that. However, we knew our partnership would come to a natural end at some point, and that day has now come. You knew that the the partnership would end, certainly. I just thought it would be Lewis riding off into the sunset, retiring from the sport, not necessarily finishing his career in a different car. I'll ask you the same. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's exactly what everyone was thinking. I think that's what Mercedes were thinking. You know, when, when that, just to be clear, when this contract that he's currently in with Mercedes was announced. I mean, it hasn't actually started yet because he hasn't gone out <laughs> for the first test of this, of this new contract, which we already know is going to end in a year. When that was announced, it was announced as a two-year contract. And, you know, sometimes teams might disguise what they've done by saying a multi-year contract. Incidentally, that's what Ferrari have said. It's a yes. multi-year contract. Now, that could mean anything from two to, you know, seven. Well, not very often, but certainly five, six years, potentially. Um, you know, uh, but to to do a two year contract, say it's a two year contract, but have this you know this release uh, kind of clause in there that Hamilton has activated. Now that's not that unusual. We know mm-hmm. that these release clauses do exist in a lot of contracts. Often they're related to performance, so the team has to underperform before the driver can activate it. But obviously with Lewis, you know, it's a slightly he's a slightly different level of driver, and so if he wanted to make sure there was this clause in there, then perhaps he was he was insistent on that. And um, that may have been why it took such a long time for the contract to be uh, confirmed, because even that one took a long time for it to come out. You know, this is relatively quick in Lewis Hamilton terms. Usually we're waiting a, <laughs> yeah. a whole year of, uh, of racing to understand where he's going to move next. So, yeah, look, you are not alone in, in thinking that Lewis Hamilton would end his career at Mercedes. If you had asked me, you know, yesterday, will Lewis Hamilton end his career at Mercedes on a podcast? I'd be like, that's a pretty boring question, because I think we all know the answer is yes. Obviously, I was wrong. (laughs) And I'm kind of glad you're wrong. And I was wrong. And everybody else. Because I think this is going to be so fascinating to watch unfold. I asked you if there could have been a lack of confidence in Mercedes' development down the road. Right? If that maybe was a factor in this decision. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... 
Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Where is your level of confidence in Ferrari to give Lewis a car that's capable of winning a world championship? Because as long as you and I have known each other and been working together on this podcast, Ferrari has delivered quite a lot of heartbreak to both Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz over the years. Yeah, and I've been working in Formula One, well, I mean, roughly since 2011, properly. And in that time, Ferrari haven't won a championship. They've come close, mm -hmm. and they've always been towards the front. I mean, they've had a few really bad years, but they've always been towards the front, but they've not won a championship. You know, the last one was Kimi Raikkonen, last driver's championship, Kimi Raikkonen, 2007. Mm -hmm. That is an awfully long time ago. Now, part of that, Lewis will be looking at it and be, I can be the guy. Sure. It brings Ferrari back to the front. In Could the you way imagine? That, yeah, I mean, it would be, a, you know, an incredible story. Michael Schumacher kind of did it in, well, he mm -hmm. did do it in, you know, he joined in 1996. It took four years to get to winning into in the year 2000, and then he got five in a row. But, um, you know, that was a sensational story back then. And uh, and so Lewis will probably thinking, well, you know, can, can I emulate that? Now, to go back to your question, which was, are Ferrari essentially in a better position than Mercedes at the moment. Hard to say. I mean, they finished three points apart from each other in last year's championship. Mm -hmm. That was in favour of Mercedes. I think the one thing you could say uh, is that Ferrari made uh, better progress over the course of the year, uh, started weaker, but understood the car better and made progress. And the other thing, which I think is actually, you know, what's certainly a factor within Lewis Hamilton's decision, is Fred Vasseur being in charge of Ferrari and what he's done in that time. I think he has changed that team for the better in a number of ways, not just in terms of the performance of the car, which, okay, they haven't won as many races as they, as they won in 22 in 2023. But if you look at the starting point they had in 2023, when Fred joined, he didn't mm -hmm. really have any say in how they got to that point. Uh, and then you look at the progress they made from there onwards, it was significant. And they were the only team to win a race other than Red Bull last year. Um, so I, I think when he looks at that, uh, he knows Fred very well. Um, they were uh, uh, they were together in 2006, believe it or not, when Fred Vasseur mm -hmm. was running Lewis Hamilton's GP2 team, which was like the the Formula 2 of, of, of that era. So when Lewis won that championship, he was driving for Fred Vasseur's ART team. And um, yeah, and, and so they've been in touch ever since. And actually, one of the things Fred said, funny going back through some of the quotes, one of the things Fred said at Ferrari's Christmas media dinner uh, in Maranello was that him and Lewis are in touch, you know, every month, every week. But if 
I had to sign a contract every time that we talked to each other, I'd have no money left because it would have cost <laughs> me a huge amount of money. But funnily enough, I mean, we think perhaps that was probably a bit before they started having serious conversations again. Um, and uh, and it was probably more January when it really kicked off. So Fred wasn't lying. But, you know, um, but yeah, th- th- that relationship there, I think, is also something which Lewis will have, well, it would have comforted him in making the decision. It would have uh, given him some confidence uh, knowing that he could talk directly to Fred, get some very straight answers from Fred. He's a very straight talking guy um, and uh, and then make a decision based on the facts available. But the, the other thing, just while we're on what Ferrari can achieve, remember Lewis is making this move at, in 2015, which is the final year of this set of regulations. In 2026, everything changes, you know, mm-hmm. completely. We've got new engine regulations and we'll have new chassis regulations, both of which have the potential to have an upheaval in the similar way we saw in 2022 when uh, initially Ferrari were doing quite well, but essentially Red Bull got the uh, got the march on everyone else and uh, Mercedes really struggled. So perhaps there is something Lewis knows about what uh, Ferrari have in store for 2026 because development on so. that has started certainly on the engine side. And let's not forget when Lewis made his now, I mean, it's you know considered one of the best, if not the best driver move of all time when he left McLaren at the end of 2012 to go to, uh, to, go to Mercedes in 2013. Everyone thought he was nuts because he was going from a team that mm-hmm. was in championship contention to a team that had won one race since it returned to the sport in 2010. And yet from 2014, 15, 16, well, 16, Nico won, but 17, 18, 19, 20, he won championships. And that's what made him a seven-time world champion. So maybe he has seen something in Ferrari that he saw in Mercedes ahead of a regulation change. And so by getting in there a year early, he'll get to know the team, he'll get up to speed, no easy job in a team uh, that is mainly Italian speakers. Uh, and Lewis, okay. uh, I think he speaks a little bit of Italian, but I don't think he's fluent, fluent. And also going up against a driver like Charles Leclerc, who has been there as long as he has and has such deep ties to Ferrari. He's kind of coming into someone else's team now. Which is so fascinating to think about. And to your point, Fred Visser, I feel like has meant business. He's made some key moves. He's brought engineers over from Red Bull and Mercedes, kind of putting his money where his mouth is. Obviously, now getting a seven-time world champion in your driver lineup is massive. There is a butterfly effect to all of this. Carlos Sainz just put out his statement as well in the aftermath. He said, following today's news, Scuderia Ferrari and myself will part ways at the end of 2024. You don't say. He didn't say that. I said that. We still have a long season ahead of us. And like always, I will give my absolute best for the team and for the Tifosi all around the world. News about my future will be announced in due course. Where do you think we see Carlos signs in the future? Well, I think he'll be keen to keep his options open to start with um, because, you know, the landscape has dramatically changed with Lewis leaving Mercedes. There is a space at Mercedes. I mean, only three years ago, every driver on the grid wanted to race for Mercedes because they knew it was the fastest car. Um, Probably not the case anymore, you know, uh, well, it's definitely not the fastest car, but probably not the case anymore that it has the same uh, value that it once did, a a Mercedes contract. But it's still got to be an option uh, for Carlos. And Carlos, you know, would probably be... A direct swap could be an option. Yeah, I mean, it would be kind of through necessity a bit. I don't think... You know, either side is essentially what they wanted going into this year. Carlos wanted to sign a new contract with Ferrari. He said mm-hmm. that 
very clearly at the end of last year. And it going back to that Ferrari uh, uh, media gathering again, uh, just ahead of Christmas, um, Fred was still talking about a, a Carlos contract then as well as, you know, as a possibility, not a done deal. You know, he made that very clear, obviously, but, um, but certainly something which they were considering and something they wanted to get sorted as early as possible if they were going to go with Carlos. Obviously, things changed. Um, so Carlos now, um, yeah, he, he'll look at his options. Mercedes is one. I, I don't think it's the most natural fit. So uh, I'm, I'm not sure it will go ahead. Um, another one potentially is Red Bull. Of course, Checo Perez contract ends at the end of 2024 and um you know carlos has history at red bull not all of it brilliant you know he left the red bull uh driver young driver system under a bit of a cloud never got his chance to actually race for red bull um so i think it would have to have a few change of hearts and you know a few kind of people just going along with it because, because it makes sense but then there's another one which we've been hearing about for months now you know really kind of almost over a year and that's the possibility of carlos being a contender to go to audi mm-hmm. um now i know what some people are thinking audi aren't on the grid yet well that's true but they are taking in the process of taking over the sauber f1 team and mm-hmm. so by 2026 that magical year of new regulations audi will be on the grid with their own engines looking to fight for championships and uh carlos would be a pretty good target for them because they're going to struggle to get any of the really top, top drivers. One, because it sounds like most of them are going to have a contract. You know, we know sure. Max has a contract. We know Lando has a contract now. We know Charles has a contract. We know Lewis has a contract. So there's that, which Audi are going to have to contend with. Um, but also because, you know, it is going to be a building period and it is going to be a building phase. They're not going to be competitive straight away if we base it on what most new teams have to go through coming into the sport. So, um, so that is a logical step. And the other connection there is that uh, Andreas Seidel, who was the mm-hmm. team boss at McLaren when Carlos Sainz was there, is the CEO of uh, the Audi F1 team and therefore can, you know, pull some strings if uh, if he thinks Carlos is the right man for the job. So I would say that's the most natural fit, but I w- I'd be surprised if, you know, he just jumped straight into it. I would have thought Carlos and his team would want to assess all options and then, you know, make a, a, a more kind of collected decision um, and not leave it too late, of course, because you don't want to be left out on the call. No, you don't. But in due course, we will find out. But one name you didn't mention in terms of having a contract, and this is why the internet always wins. I don't know if you've seen some of the memes today, just in general, of Lewis making this switch. They have been phenomenal. I feel like I've been on Twitter all day, just refreshing, refreshing. But a rumor that has hit the internet waves Fernando Alonso taking the seat in 2025 with Mercedes. I mean, that just means just as crazy as Lewis going to Ferrari. What would you think of that? Well, if you look at Mercedes options, you know, and you look at it purely on who is the best driver without a contract in 2025, um, I don't think there's that many people that would say that, you know, they would point to Fernando Alonso, wouldn't they? I mean, he is, he's a two-time world champion. He's the, as far as I'm aware, I'm trying to work for all the contracts in my mind right now, but he's the only existing world champion who will not have a contract in 2025. So, you know, if Mercedes want to replace former world champion for former world champion, he's the only option. But, um, but he is also just very, very good. But there are a few questions around that as well, aren't there? I mean, you know, uh, one Again, going back to is is Mercedes the the draw it once was? You know, would Fernando absolutely choose uh, Mercedes over 
staying at Aston Martin if that's an option for him. Um, Aston Martin made a great start to last year, then tailed off. But, you know, at the start of last year, Aston Martin was the team that everyone was talking about and Mercedes were in, you know, in dire, dire trouble. So it looked like Alonso had pulled a masterstroke to move there. So he's got to take that into account. Um, and uh, also, you know, I think there's always this temptation, isn't there? Like Fernando Alonso, such a big name uh, and, you know, everyone wants to put him everywhere as soon as there's an opportunity that comes up. Um, I, I, I think when... Nico Rosberg left Mercedes in 2016. Alonso was very keen to go there, but okay. at the time, Mercedes did not feel he was the right fit. Um, he would have had to go in alongside Lewis Hamilton, of course, not an issue anymore, but um, he would have had to go in alongside Lewis Hamilton, who he was a teammate with at McLaren in 2007, and there were fireworks that year, so it would have been a high-risk strategy for Mercedes to take at a time when they knew that they were probably going to continue to uh, win big in Formula 1, so they didn't take it. Times have changed, but even so, um, yeah, I do wonder whether Mercedes really think Alonso is an option. Also, is he a long-term option? Uh, the answer to that is, is almost certainly no, because by the time next year starts, he will be 43. Um, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, I'm I'm not too far away from that myself. I don't want to say that being 43 <laughs> is the end of one's career. But um, in Formula One terms, that is old and he's also the oldest driver on the grid. So um, there would be that issue as well. Of, um, I think Katie said this before we started recording. You're kind of replacing one relatively old driver with another relatively old driver. Where's the future? And there is an answer to that, potentially, but it's just whether that future is ready just yet. Um, and it might it might be the perfect, I don't know, pairing for that moment because you know that retirement is obviously on the horizon for both of these guys, certainly. But if you bring Fernando Alonso in, he can help you win now, right? Because he's such a proven and great driver. But then it also still allots your younger drivers in your academy time to continue to develop if they're not quite at the level they need to be to compete on an F1 grid. So maybe it is the perfect bridging of the gap, if you will. Yeah, that's it. And so that that's the other part of Mercedes jigsaw that they're going to have to work out as they look to see who they're going to bring in for 2025 because they have a very, very promising driver in Andrea Kimi Antonelli, who um, has got to Formula 2 stage going into this year. It will be his first year in Formula 2. He's essentially skipped Formula 3, uh, come up from Formula Regional European Championship uh, straight into Formula 2, which skips out one bit on the motorsport ladder. Nothing wrong with that. Loads of drivers have done that in the past. Um, you know, Max Verstappen didn't even do F2. He just went straight into F1, wasn't a mm -hmm. problem. But it does seem like a big step. Uh, for a 17-year-old uh, to make, because he's only um, really uh, two years out of racing go-karts. So, um, wow. you know, it, it would be, be a huge step to then to then go into F1. Again, not completely unheard of, but it, but, it, but it would be a big step. So there'll be a lot of eyes and I think a lot more pressure than probably um, Mercedes wanted on Antonelli uh, going into this F2 year. But the other thing is, remember, if he wins in F2, and again, not unheard of for a rookie driver to win their first year in F2. It's hard, um, you know, uh, and it's certainly hard if you're coming straight from Formula Regional up to Formula 2. But if he wins it, uh, the rules state that if you win Formula 2, you can't then compete the following year. So then you okay. would kind of have to go into Formula 1. But are Mercedes going to hang around and wait to find out, you know, um, where they stand with Kimi Antonelli? They're going to have to make that decision relatively early because all the other pieces of the, of the driver market are going to start to move around. Yeah, maybe a safer bet to find a way of of getting a, a short term replacement, 
Fernando Alonso does tick so many boxes with that. Uh, but I just haven't talked to enough people right now to say whether there's a huge amount of validity to that to that rumour. Um, uh, yeah, if you get a short-term uh, person in, knowing that Antonelli is really where where Mercedes see their, their, their future. Um, and then, of course, let, let's not forget in this Mercedes conversation, a chap called George Russell, who... Um, Okay, Larsen didn't have the best of seasons, but in his right. first year at Mercedes, outscored Lewis Hamilton. Larsen in qualifying was marginally, marginally ahead of Lewis Hamilton when you average out all of their um, qualifying times. So he is sensationally quick, George Russell. And yeah. in a way, Mercedes, I think, no matter who comes in in that second seat, and this could be a reason for it not to be Alonso, is they will probably want to base their future around Russell, perhaps George. get a, con- yeah. a longer contract in soon, because he's also on one of these two-year deals through Fair. to okay. what's going to be the end of 25. So, yeah, um, George, I think, should, should, should not be forgotten as a, as a big, big piece in Mercedes' puzzle going forward. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When do you think it sinks in? Has it sunk in? Like, when do you think you, you're you comfortable with the idea that Lewis Hamilton will be driving for Ferrari? I don't think, I'm, I don't know about you, but I don't think I'm going to get my head around it until he turns up in those overalls at the launch uh. of the car. And even then, and even then, the amount of times, so this happens when uh, drivers swap teams. And you go into autopilot and you're writing stuff and you'll put Mercedes, Lewis, Hamilton, whatever, to then change, you know, that muscle memory to Ferrari's Lewis Hamilton after all those years is going to be strange. But I mean, what what do you think? You're Katie, for those who are listening and watching, (laughs) you're wearing a Ferrari shirt. Um, not and I want to point out it's not because I'm biased it's my husband he's Italian so he's a member of the Tifosi so I pulled it out of his closet because I thought it was very topical for the news of the day I have a Mercedes shirt I thought about wearing that but then I thought no the move is all about Ferrari orchestrating this I think I think there is something about Ferrari for better or worse that any driver who gets the opportunity presented to themselves, I think would be enticed and infatuated with the idea of driving for Ferrari because it is so iconic. And if you can be the guy that brings them back to the promised land, takes them to the pinnacle, whatever you want to say, and wins them their next world championship, whether that's constructors or driver, I think competitive guys that do this for a living they jump at that opportunity. And I think Lewis was presented with it. And why not? If you can go out on top at Ferrari, why not give it a go? Yeah, I think you've absolutely nailed it there. Um, 
you know, uh, that really is kind of probably fundamentally what it comes down to. And I guess the uh, the question to that would be, well, you know, why has he done it now? Because he's had all these years it's where fair. potentially he could have always gone to Ferrari and us. But I think the key to that is probably just time. I mean, by the time he starts that Ferrari contract, he will be 40. So, you know, there was an element of now or never. And I think you're right. Probably at the back of Lewis's mind, there was always this, shall I finish at Ferrari? You know, shall I? And, and clearly he's kept that door open because the negotiations happen quite quickly. But yeah, I think he's always had that in the back of his mind. And, you know, but we, we've asked him this question. I can't, I can't remember. Many times. That so many times and you know the amount of times he we've asked it and you know what he's never completely you know he's denied the fact that he's had conversations with them and stuff like that in, in the past uh when that probably was the case he probably hadn't had conversations but if you just ask him about ferrari as a brand as a as an idea as a potential long way down the road thing he's always kind of been slightly open to it and i did an interview with him in in baku in april and uh and and asked you know about about ferrari and then he said you know he does sometimes look at the guys there wearing red and wonders what it would be like and you know there was a little twinkle in his eye where you think ah yeah there's there's something in there but he followed it up then with but then i go back to my mercedes team and it feels like family so you know and that he he had things still to achieve with them so yeah i mean it's but i think you're absolutely right you're absolutely right. The lure of Ferrari is unparalleled in Formula One. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very much a Formula One nut, so I would say unparalleled in sport almost. But you know, how many other teams can have that impact on a driver where they just feel like they have to go there before they quit? What a day. This will be one of those moments where, and I don't know how you feel about it, but like, where was I? What was I doing when I heard the news that Lewis Hamilton? was going to Ferrari like that. I think it, it'll go down in history because this is one of the biggest moves in the sport. As always, thank you so much for your analysis. I know it's been a long day for you and Nate Saunders. Great work. Uh, we will, of course, break more of this down as we hear more as it comes out of you know different drivers, maybe jumping seat or what their futures hold here on Unlapped. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Subscribe to ESPN F1 for more F1 content and hit us with a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Last, cheers.